0: Welcome to One Dive at a Time, the official podcast of Neptune Warrior. Healing heroes, one dive at a time. Hey, this is Rob, the host of One Dive at a Time. and the founder and the director of Neptune Warrior. Hope your week has been going really well. For a lot of you, we're coming up on the dive season, if you happen to take a break. We don't ever take breaks. We we tend to dive all year round. We've been doing a lot of our indoor dive activities. And we've actually, we kind of consider ourselves to be the founders or the innovators of the sport of indoor diving. Uh, so much so, we've had a couple of magazine articles published about us and we've been on a few podcasts and a few radio shows so you know just something to keep in mind you always want to keep your skills up what we offer is the opportunity not only to take classes but also to get some coaching in fact we'll do uh, you know we'll get in on the water on a Friday night or a Sunday one of our coaches may be following you around with a GoPro and then we'll upload those videos for you and then give you some coaching as well as real-time coaching, because there's nothing better than that. Hey, don't forget, you can be part of the show by dialing 208-254-0436 and leaving a voice message with that. Got kind of a rainy day here at our base camp in Meridian, Idaho. I think the most uh, amount of water that I've seen the past couple of days, not only falling from the skies, has been my... My reef that happens to sit right next to my podcasting station here. And then also I've been working on, on the getting the pool up. So special thanks to Matt and Ivan. And then also special thanks to everybody who contributed to that for Neptune Warrior. We're going to use that pool specifically for our breathe sessions. We've got a lot of divers who, because of dealing with anxiety and other issues, getting into a really loud environment to do those breathe sessions really is not in their best interest. If you're not aware of what breathe is, that is our program where we use somatic breathing techniques, grounding techniques, and a few exercises to help relieve anxiety, depression. We also work with traumatic brain injuries. Hey, this is, uh, you know, I'm coming back off of the Rotan trip that I talked about. A little bit last week. In fact, I still want to get the crew on here that went on the Rotan trip to talk about a few a few of the items that I promised you, such as talk about emergency medicine and talking about how to plan for a trip and and overall just what the trip was about. But when I got in on Sunday, I had a a message from a really close friend of mine, from uh, Kathy Poe, telling me that my platoon leader when I was at Fort Dix and Camp Bullis uh, had passed away. So, uh, Tech Sergeant Lee Poe was my platoon leader for for Blue Platoon. Haven't really talked about that a lot. I need to get a few of those guys on here just to talk about what that experience was. It's important for me because a lot of the lessons that I learned at Fort Dix and Camp Bullis have carried over into Neptune. And at some point, someone has to write that history because what we did as an all-Air Force cadre in the only all-Air Force platoon in U.S. Army history was pretty incredible. And the sacrifices and just the dedication that every man in that platoon put forward needs to be recognized, and it's actually lost within our own Air Force history. So I do need to get those guys on there. But Poe was, po was someone who was really near and dear to me. He was, he was kind of that fatherly. I mean, he, as a leader, he was that fatherly figure. He's the one that would set you down. He was from the South, so he'd talk real slow. And you could tell when he got angry. There was no doubt about that. It's usually where he went to, to silence. But, and, and he was a man that you did not want to be in his way when he, was, when he was angry. If for nothing else, you hated disappointing the guy. And that was something that I think all of us strived to make sure that we didn't do was ever disappoint him. But we were all in a unique, unique position. He was in a very, very unique position. Uh, and, and the way that he provided leadership and the things that we were able to accomplish did put us down as an outstanding platoon and the people that we trained later on were you know really kind of the 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 spear tip of of what did go into afghanistan a few years later except they were no longer young airmen they were now at the point of being leaders most of them were you know, would have been, at least from a time aspect, not necessarily a promotion aspect, but from a, from a time aspect, they would have wound up as, you know, as or had the opportunity to, to be leaders. And I think that the lessons that he taught and that he instilled in us, we carried over to our, our candidates and our, and our students uh, to carry that forward. So anyway, I did get news from Kathy that, that he passed. And that kind of shook me up a lot because he was, he was very close He's not much older than, than I am right now. But it, it shook me, it shook me pretty hard. And then I just found out a few days ago that our platoon sergeant, Ramon Sanchez, for uh, for Blue Platoon also passed away. So it really got me thinking about how, how we deal with grief as veterans, as first responders, as divers as people. How do we respond with grief? And, you know, I, I looked at a couple different aspects of where to take this episode. And then I got to thinking, man, I've got a lot of people in Neptune that are dealing with grief. And it's not just in the form of someone losing a loved one or losing someone who's close to them, but grief can take on about 10 or 12 different forms. And it can be having a relationship dissolve, but, you know, either a breakup or a divorce. Finding out that your health is diminishing. I've got a diver that's really, really active with us, is close, it's someone that I rely on a lot, right now is really struggling with some health issues that doesn't allow them to dive. Uh, losing a job can can be grieving, especially if if we are someone who has just invested a lot in of ourselves in that job you know and this goes hand in hand with with when we are working with our veterans on loss of tribe because when you leave the military that can be you know that can have a lot of grief loss of financial stability a miscarriage retirement death of a pet you know this is this gets overlooked by people who are not you know th- that don't have pets, or that a pet is not a big part of their life. Uh, finding out that you've got a dream that's just not gonna is not gonna come to, fr- to fruition. Losing a friend. You know, uh, the past couple of years, because of wanting to change some directions and change my lifestyle, I had to let go of a lot of friends that were not supportive of that change. Uh, not feeling safe after you go through a traumatic experience or if you're reliving a traumatic experience. Finding out that you've got someone who has a serious illness. I've got a very close friend of mine who has just found out that his wife has terminal cancer. Um, leaving something such as your home. You know, if you have had a home for years and whether or not you are selling at home because you have an opportunity to move on to something better. If you're downsizing, maybe you've gone in. You know, we're we're still feeling the effects of, of COVID on the economy. Maybe maybe you've had to sell a home because of a loss of job. All of these all these things, are, are losses. And how do we overcome that? And how do we leverage diving? And how do we leverage our diving community to keep moving faster? Now, some things that we have to face is that. Yes, pain will go away faster, um, or, or actually, let me rephrase that. The myth out there is that pain will go away faster if you happen to ignore it, and what we find is it keeps surfacing, and it, it actually makes it worse. You know, and when we try to be strong and face the loss, and suck it up and press on, embrace the suck like what we've always been taught, um, we we don't we don't allow ourselves. You know, as veterans, we don't allow ourselves to cry sometimes. And the truth is, by showing our true feelings, that can really help us out. You know, there's nothing wrong with grieving over a situation or a person. And then there's also this myth out there that your grief should only last for a little while. And there's really no specific time frame. Everybody has to move at their own pace. Now, one thing I will say about relationships Something that I had to learn is that you look for a purpose and not a person. Because if you get into this this mindset of, "Well, I've got a loss; I'm going to go find someone to help make that better," you know, you start you know you start finding yourself in winding up in codependent relationships or winding up that that you always have to have someone there. And you know, we, we too often we think of grief as as a finality, losing someone. Uh, you know like a, a loved one due to illness or death or an accident combat whatever it is and there's this thing out there that you know really it's it's listed as ambiguous grief you know so you know how do how do we grieve when someone is still alive a lot of the members that we have in our dive community have either lost someone due to divorce or breakup and they are still grieving. And a few things to keep in mind with this is that, you know, like, like, like I said a moment ago, you have to be able to acknowledge that grief, and you have to be able to, to acknowledge the pain of that loss. It's real. Most of society doesn't recognize that you are going through a grieving process. Go and talk, you know, tr- try to have this conversation with your boss. And your boss is still focused on what your performance level is. And yet, if it had been that you had lost a spouse due to death, lost a loved one due to death, there would be a totally different outlook on it. And what happens is we start getting conditioned that their outlook is the way we should be responding to it. We do need to keep ourselves open for new types of relationships. And now it may not be a romantic type of relationship, but there's also friendships. Because you know, you know, th- things things are going to change, and then also be prepared. If that, if you know, if it is someone that you, uh, if it's a friend or if it's a spouse, the relationship may look different. The relationship has changed, and there are going to be changes that take place in that. So you know, if you go through a divorce, the the way you speak to that person, the the expectations, the way they communicate with you, all those things are going to be different. It's not necessarily A negative thing. It's not necessarily a bad thing. But you have to be ready for that change. Now, by the way, if if they're toxic to you, then just like we've had conversations before, sometimes you have to fire relationships and move it to where it's more of just an acquaintance. And you you have to be ready for you know for those for those type of changes. And they're not gonna always see it the same way that you see it. Now there's a model out there and it's called the tier model and it's it's a way to put task into a four count methodology so the first one the t is to accept the reality of the loss now by the way this is coming from some work that was done in the early 90s by uh, J W Warden in his in, in his work on grief counseling and grief therapy there was a handbook about it but the first thing he talks about is to accept the reality of loss. The next one is experience the pain of loss. Now, first of all, let's go, go, go back just a second here. To accept it means that you recognize that it took place. You're no longer fighting against it. You accept it, and it's, you're almost going into an it-is-what-it-is mindset. You accept that reality. You don't try to bargain you're not trying to make a, agreements with it. You're just simply accepting the reality of the loss. The second part, the E, experience the pain of the loss. This is where it's okay to, to, to grieve. Those, you know, that open grieving, that the mood changes that are, that are going to take place, the being down, the crying, uh, maybe, even, <laughs> maybe even the eating, uh, you know, uh, gr- grief eating. You know that might take place, and this is where your this is where your dive community can start coming can can start coming in. This is where, as a tribe as Neptune, we start surrounding people. All right, as they're experiencing that pain of loss, we we want to make sure that we are there. You know, to, to listen, not to give advice, but but to listen. The next part, the A, adjust to the new environment without the lost person. It is a different world. I I can remember coming home for the first time after a breakup and just sitting in the silence. You've heard me talk about Joey. And I'm going to tell the story again because I think it's a fantastic story of how Neptune has been there for someone. So if you've heard this story before, I apologize if you haven't. I think this is an excellent model of how not just as an organization, but how we can be looking out for others. So Joey is a diver that joined us on a on a Sunday afternoon. I knew him through a few different venues, mostly on the on the survival side of of uh, when 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 I was teaching when I was teaching bushcrafting and survival skills. I knew him from those areas, and he knew that I had moved on into Neptune. Joey had also done. I think he had just completed, like, deployment number six, deployment number seven. I do know that he had PTSD. We had had some conversations about that, and we talked about some of the self-medication, some of the self-destructive medication that he was going through. But I kept inviting him out to go diving. And finally, he did come out and go diving and found that it was something that was really refreshing to him. He was pretty excited about it. He wasn't signing up for lessons. He wasn't buying gear. But he was really thankful for that day. A few days later... I'm about ready to, to fly out, and I get a text from Joey. Now, let me tell you a little bit, a little more that maybe I haven't shared. You see, when Joey came back from that seventh deployment, that sixth or seventh deployment, when he walked into that apartment, all he found was you know, a few trash bags of, of things that were piled up, some of his belongings piled up into a corner. There was a stepladder, and on the stepladder was divorce papers. And a quick note you know, sign these, I'm done, or something to to that effect. I'm done, sign these. His spouse basically called it quits while he was on deployment. And I know what it feels like to be in that house. You know, whether or not the breakup is for the better of both people or not, it still hurts. That sitting in that silence still takes its toll on you. And that's where you have to begin to adjust to the new environment without that person. Whether it's by death, whether it's by them moving on, whether it's by you moving on. If it's not a lost person, maybe it's that loss of job. Maybe it's a retirement from the military. Maybe it's getting out of the military. But it's adjusting to that new environment without having those people, that tribe, that person with you. And it takes time. You have to you really have to, you know in some ways you're rediscovering yourself, in some ways you're rediscovering a new path. You have to remember that you're valued, that you are a good person, that you've got a lot to offer. and no matter how that loss took place, whether it's a person, or whether it was a career, whether it's your health, you had to find ways to adjust to that new environment. I've got a really good friend of mine that probably about 25, 30 years ago, he lost both his arm and his leg in a horrendous motorcycle accident. And you would never know that the, the pain that he went through for years, I mean, he, he had to change bandages for years, and yet, He's one of the guys that, probably, that, that I know that probably has more of a zest for life than anybody else. He adjusted to his new environment. He's been able to, to move forward. It's not a move on. Move on means that you basically turn your back and, and you say, screw it, and I'm, and I'm out of here. He moved forward. And there's a difference between moving on and moving forward. There's a very distinct difference. Moving on means that you've got your map set to where you want to go, and you've got your compass dialed in so that you go in that direction. And finally, R, reinvest in the new reality. And that's a big part of moving forward. You figure out what your new reality is, and that's what you weigh into. I've always been able to find within my purpose new innovation after the loss of someone. And that's something I have done since I was a kid. But that that's the tier model, to accept the T, to accept the reality of the loss, experience the pain of the loss, adjust the new environment without the lost person, and then reinvest within that reality. You know, there's some unhealthy thinking styles that go along with this that you have to be very careful about. You know, a lot of us, again, being veterans, we think of things in very black and white. All right? So it's like we either have this person or we don't. And... Uh, you know, or I'm, I'm going to do it like this or I'm not going to do it like that. You've got to find ways that you don't fall into all or nothing. You can't jump to conclusions. If you don't have answers as to why that loss is taking place, you can't, you know, it, you can't start uh, jumping to conclusions. You can't start reading people's minds. You can't start doing fortune telling. You can't label yourself like I'm a loser it's my fault. I've fallen out of God's plan or anything like that, right? You can't label label yourself. And then be careful making sure that you don't overgeneralize. But I think a big one is don't disqualify the positive. One of the things we provide in Neptune is a very positive environment to embrace. Hey, come out. If you've got stuff going on, come out, be part of the community. If it's not Neptune... Find your tribe. Find your tribe and weigh into that. And if you are part of that tribe and you've got people going through this stuff, you're expected. You're expected to help those people along. So as I I sit back and I reflect about the loss of both Sergeant Poe and Sergeant Sanchez, you know, I I remember the really good, you know, you know, obviously we went through a lot of stuff together, but I remember the really good, valuable lessons that they taught, and I was fortunate that I was, I was in Lee's life, Lee Poe, I was fortunate to be, to be part of his life well after he was out of the military, and I think one of the greatest gifts that I received, and I think a a gift that that we were able to give him, is my best, my best buddy, uh, Mo. last summer when I was out at his house, we uh we made a phone call and you know, we could tell he was pretty he was pretty sick at that time. Now, by the way, when Lee found out that he had cancer, he actually found out that he had kidney uh kidney cancer and then lung cancer came in on top of that. You know, he embraced that new reality and he lived his life fully. So he he got into motorcycle touring and and he traveled as much as he as he possibly could he spent a lot of valuable time with his wife and I mean and even that was was a lesson for me but Mo and I had a chance to talk to him for a little while and I I thought it was one of the greatest gifts and I was so so glad and I'll never forget that we had an opportunity to have some discussions with him you know we had you know just like everybody else we've kind of gone our different ways after a while and you don't communicate with each other as, as much as you should I think it's it reinforces the value I have when I do talk to Mo on the phone, we try to check in qu- uh, quite often. I think, I think it does reinforce that value. So that's, that's the other thing. Make sure that you're reaching out to people in your tribe. You know, Love on them a little bit. Hey, by the way, t- speaking, of, speaking of losing people in your tribe, one of the things that happens in Neptune is that after a while, you know, people have to go their way. Now, there are people that leave because they're pissed off at me or whatever. Hey, whatever. I, you know, I can, I can deal with that. But because we are a military community, we do have people that they move on. And one of those people that is moving on that I've really grown to love and is a big, big part of this community is Gunny Gata. If you're in the local area, we are going to be doing his going-away party on Sunday, May the 1st. Uh, make sure you check out the Facebook page. Uh, for the for where that is going to be at, and we're going to uh, we're probably going to provide edible crayons or something like that or coloring books, because yes, he's a marine, but I'll tell you what he's he's one of the dearest people that we have, and he's only been with us a, a short time, but I'll tell you what I have really uh, I have really valued his friendship and and his participation. So don't forget about that May first. We do have some uh, some different events coming up that we're going to be talking about. Uh, by the way, don't forget, you can be part of the show, 208 254 and I'm going to play you one of the messages that was left for us. Hey, Rob. I just want to let you know that um, I really think Neptune Warrior is doing a, an outstanding job, a really great job in bringing awareness to all the issues and, and problems that a lot of vets and first responders have, and is really bringing the, the veteran community and dive community together. So, great job. Um, I did have a quick question. Uh, did you have any plans for any new uh, theme dives, or possibly some cleanup dives that are local? Anyway, great job, and talk to you soon. All right. That was from Dean, who is part of our, our community and has been... <laughs> Recently, he's been doing a ton of volunteer work with us and showing up for different uh, types of events and have really appreciated that. So, Dean, yes, we are planning a cleanup dive. We're trying to get that finalized. It'll be out in Marsing. There's a fishing pond out there that's getting pretty cluttered. They don't allow swimming in it, but because of fishing line and just crap in there and everything, it's getting pretty, getting pretty dangerous. So we're going to do a cleanup dive out there. However, we're going to do a training prior to that so that people understand and and make sure they take cutting devices with them so that if they do get entangled, we need to figure out some safety protocols. And then as far as our theme dives, uh, pajama dive, cars dive, we're going to do Area 51 dive this year. We always do Fifty Shades of Bay. All those are are coming up. We just got to figure out when we're going to get a lake back because right now the reservoirs are really down. By the way, Dean, be on standby because I need to get an interview with you on the history of Quinn's Pond and just talk about local diving and things like that. So again, remember, you can be part of the show, 208-254-0436. All right, that's all I have for this episode. Make sure that you are reaching out to people that are dealing with grief. And if you are that person who is going through some tough stuff, hey, just, you know, reach out. I mean, that's... And if you're part of the Neptune community, please reach out. I mean, that's that's what we're here for. And that's that's a big part of why... It's the main part of why we found this community. You know, we, we want to... Not only is it about suicide prevention, but it's about living from the heart. And that's what diving does so much, is... And I know I didn't get really big into the, to the aspects of, of diving. I'm gonna let you guys kind of piece that together how diving helps with, with the grieving process. Hey, it's pretty hard to cry when you're underwater, right? Uh, but it does allow you, and by the way, you can, but it does allow you that opportunity to reflect, to ground yourself, and go through things like accepting the reality of the loss, experiencing that pain, adjusting to the new environment and then reinvesting in that new reality. And we really hope that we are part of that new reality. Hey, don't forget, we're here for you. And as long as you've got air, you're all right.